everyone, and welcome to today's Seed World Strategy webinar. My name is Alex Martin, and I serve as the editor for Seed World. And today, I'm so happy to be your host for this webinar. Uh, we are winding down in 2022, and now businesses are starting to get geared up for 2023 as December is coming to a close. Um, part of that means working on strategy for the business in the upcoming year. And today I'd like to bring up a really important strategy that I think we need to consider for 2023 and seed companies. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of why, uh, why seed businesses should use social media. We're going to learn quite a few things today, but you know, according to the Pew Research Center, around seven in 10 Americans use social media to connect with one another, engage with news content, share information, and entertain themselves, which is really different from 10 years ago in 2012 when only about 53% of U.S. adults use social media. It's really important that businesses can't ignore social media and it brings value to your operations, which is why we're trying to tackle the idea of why you should invest in social media in 2023. Um, so today we're gonna try to tackle three things by the end of this webinar. Why you should invest in social media, where seed and agribusinesses are finding value in social media and the do's and don'ts of social media. And just so you know, today's webinar is being recorded, so you'll be able to find it on seedworld.com later this week. And we will be live tweeting during today's webinar, speaking of social media. So if you'd like to join in that conversation as we go along, please use the hashtag, hashtag SWStrategyWebinar to connect with us. And with that, I'd like to introduce some of our speakers today. Um, we have two panelists today, um, and it is going to be fabulous with all of the information they can bring. So joining me today are Charles Tweed, who is owner of Tweedia, and Sarah uh, Cornelis, who is Senior Extension Associate of Agricultural Entrepreneurship and Business Management at Penn State University in the Department of Agricultural Economics, Sociology, and Education. Charles, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. While I take down our slides, I figured we could go ahead and start with some brief introductions just for people who might not know either of you. Um, Charles, I'd like to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Tweedia? Sure. I don't have quite as long a title as Sarah does, but <laughs> I'm uh, the owner of Tweedia in Brandon, Manitoba. So for anybody not familiar, I guess, with Canada, kind of right in the heart of Canada, um, we run a one-stop shop social media uh, business. We're primarily working in the agriculture industry. Uh, we also work with a number of brands in the construction industry and then a little bit of oil and gas in Alberta, which is west of us. So, yeah, we handle kind of all of the front end content creation for these businesses, as well as kind of that second level marketing when you get into ad buys and retargeting warm audiences, all that good stuff. So. Perfect. Thank you so much, Charles. That is quite a nice background. And fortunately, I think ag construction and some of those energy components can can go together. Um, Sarah, same same question to you t this morning to kick us off. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and the work and maybe research you do with Penn State. Sure. Well, I want to thank you first for inviting me on today. Um, 
I've been with Penn State Extension for a little over 21 years, so uh, a little longer than I'd like to admit, but <laughs> it's been great. I, my primary, primary responsibilities are to develop educational materials, curriculum, and events for agricultural businesses under that uh, entrepreneurship and business management umbrella. Um, I started out in dairy farm business management before expanding more broadly to entrepreneurship entrepreneurship and management for all types of businesses. And currently I'm focused on farmstead and small scale dairy food processing, uh, entrepreneurship, online marketing and sales, obviously, as well as agritourism. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for both of you, actually, for, for doing some introductions. Let's go ahead and dive into some questions to, to get our, our conversation on social media started today. Um, Charles, I figured we could go ahead and kick off the questions with you today. You know, realistically, what value can social media bring to agribusinesses? And are there any success stories you've heard from, from working with your company? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when we think social media, not to overthink it too much, right? It's the ability to connect with people in, in that share like-minded interests, um, to expand that a little bit further, when you start to talk about social media for business, um, you can really start to develop some culture, some tone, um, some voice. And as we start to see people kind of um, purchase services and products from brands that'll, that share the same values as we do, that's gonna be really important today and into the future, um, even if you kind of look a little bit next level above that, there's some back-end advantage is the ability to uh, to market to a wider audience. If you get into some of the pay-to-play stuff, retarget people that have visited a website. So your warm reads, and I'm sure everyone's seeing a little bit of that with Christmas right now as you're, you're clicking on gifts and maybe not buying something and they're seeing them pop back up in your social media feed. And of course that consistency time and time again does see some wins. And then when we push into some of the success stories, um, we don't discuss any of the brands that we work with just because we want our voices to be as organic as possible. But um, as, a concrete example, we've seen companies, well, we have a company that for four years running, we've we've doubled their growth four years running. This is the fifth year. So that's, I think in general, you know, some of the people that maybe are the manufacturers or like to get in there and pull something apart and make it better and can offer a service or a product in the egg sector, they might be really good at that aspect of their business, but when it comes to the marketing side, that's not necessarily their strength. And it's as simple, obviously, as if people don't know who you are, they're obviously not gonna be buying from you. Yeah, I think that's a very good point to make, Charles. You know, it's it's all about getting out there and making sure people can recognize you and your brand. Um, and I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit more as we continue on through our conversation. Um, Sarah, you know, I, I feel like social media can be intimidating to start with. There's a lot of different platforms at this point, and I feel like it's kind of hard to know what to navigate in the realm. 
So what is your recommendation for uh, a starting point when it comes to social media? So, yeah, I would say for those who don't have much social media experience, you really want to take some time to learn and get comfortable with the different platforms. So, uh, you know, if you're not using them personally, start talking to people that you interact with in your business and asking them what they're using and then join them, join the platform and just, you know, spend time not really thinking about how you would use it for your business, but really spend time just bouncing around on the site and seeing how other people are using it. Uh, look at businesses like yours, businesses not like yours. Check out different groups to understand the types of conversations that people are having because, uh, as Charles mentioned, they're, they're looking for a community on there. And so you want to be able to engage them in those community, communities and understand the language that takes place on social media. Um, yeah, and then also, you know, think about and learn about the different features that each of the platforms offers. Um, you know, Facebook and Instagram being owned by the same company there, there's a lot of similarities in, in the features that are offered. But then, you know, Twitter and Pinterest, there's some different features there. So you're going to want to take some time, check out those different features, read some of the help manuals that they offer, um, some of the case studies that they share. And, you know, just get that familiarity with the language that's being used. Yeah, I think that's a, a very fair point because I know um, you're, you're right. Every social media platform has kind of different things going on in the realm of it. But I like that you also mentioned learn the, the, the language behind the communities as well. I feel like that's important when, when moving online. Um, Charles, what is the biggest mistake you've seen in the realm of social media? I'm sure there are a lot of different things that, that can go on, but have you seen any mistakes that make you kind of go, oh man, I wish we had done it a different way or something like that? Yeah, I think a couple of things, I guess, you know, not understanding really what your goals are before you get into it. So having a little bit of a strategy if you're jumping in as a business. And then just more generally not understanding all of the tools that the person that ultimately is going to run your social media is going to need to have. Like ultimately your social media marketer is going to be, you know, part customer service representative part salesperson, part marketer, part photo photographer and videographer, you know, they need to write. Um, as Sarah just mentioned, they need, they're going to need to know the language because you can be, especially in agriculture, you can be exposed as a fraud pretty fast if you're not using the language that the industry uses, right? So there's a lot of subtleties that need to be considered before you kind of jump in and hand over the keys to your social media platforms. Yeah, that's very fair. I, I didn't even think about all of the different tools you might need. And we I might come back to that on a different question for you, Charles. But um, Sarah, before we get to that, um, are, have you heard any misconceptions about social media in the realm of agriculture um, that, that you have had to help kind of correct as you work with different businesses? Yeah, so I don't think this is um, particularly focused just on agriculture, but I think the most common misconception, excuse me, is that social media is free, um, right? 
you can join, you can create an account for free and post for free often, but there's still other costs. There's what we call hidden costs. Um, and there's a time investment to that. So, you know, not only do you have your time, that costs money. If you think about other things that you could be doing in your business, um, the opportunity costs there. But as Charles mentioned, things like uh, photography and maybe some uh, training on customer service, those types of things, there's an investment there. And you have to be willing to, you know, commit to that investment if you're going to do social media well. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I feel like this this next question is going to lead into what you you both just recently brought up, which is the tools, kind of what you need to start looking at when you're considering social media. But this question I'd like to, to, to ask both of you, um, maybe we'll start with Sarah this time and Charles end with you, but what is your best recommendation for creating a social media strategy? You know, how do you know what the best part to start at is and what goals you should have while you're working through it? Sure. I, I'm going to actually go with uh, something that Charles mentioned earlier, and then and that's start by determining what your goals are for using social media with your business. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Uh, very often with the farm businesses that I work with, it may be look, they may be looking to drive sales, right? Get the customers into their farm store. Um, but there's other goals that you may have. It may be to improve community relationships. So more of a PR angle or education. They want, you just want to connect with, uh, you know, folks who don't understand agriculture and give them a glimpse of your world so that they really come to appreciate what it is that you're doing and the, the industry as a whole. Um, and then, you know, certainly moving on from there, thinking about who your audience, uh, you want that to be who you want to connect with and engage with and understanding the platforms they're using, the topics they're talking about. Again, kind of, you know, going back to some of the points that I made earlier and understanding kind of what that community is that users of social media are looking for and how they would want to engage with you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah. Charles, is there anything else that you think um, you need to keep in mind at, per your recommendation when creating a social media strategy? The first one is have one. <laughs> the number of people that don't have a strategy is is pretty shocking, right? Like there's a lot of people that are just winging it with what are we posting today and then trying to or if it has kind of fallen in the lap of an administrator to take care of there's a lot of throw something up right so actually having a strategy goes a long way um i think it's important to have a core document when you get started and it kind of can become the epicenter of your voice on social media. So you should be asking yourself some questions. You know, the simple stuff, you know, who you are, what you do, how you add, add value to the industry. Um, and then I think once you answer all those questions, you gotta come back and ask why to all those questions. So why are your people who they are? Why do you add value? Um, and ultimately, when you can start to get to some of those whys, you'll start to see some storylines kind of come out. And ultimately, those will be the threads that you pull at that are going to create some storylines through your social media. So the first thing is have something, 
get it written down, right? Like if, if it is an administrator handling your social media, if they were to leave you tomorrow, you should be able to hand that binder to somebody else and them have a pretty good idea of what you should sound like and what you should be talking about, who your audience is, all those good things. So yeah, the, the big thing is have a strategy, right? Sit down, block off those couple hours to talk to your team about what you're gonna sound like, look like, feel like, all of those good things on the platforms that you're gonna be on. Perfect. Thank you so much, Charles. We got in a couple of audience questions that I I'm I have two. I'm gonna try to direct one to each of you. Um, to start, you know, we we've just talked a lot about kind of the investment that needs to be made that goes with social media. You have to do a lot of training for for different people. You might even have to hire someone new. We didn't even go into talking about things like um, boosting posts and and the the revenue that needs to go behind that. How much should a company invest in social media compared to their overall marketing budget? And then they also want to know why is it kind of more expensive to boost posts on different platforms? Um, so I I think Charles, I I might lean on you a little bit for this question and see what your your thought is. Sure. Yeah. Like. Um... Ultimately, any ad buy strategy is going to be paired kind of with a content strategy at the start. Um, and when you get into cost metrics on the back end, I, ultimately, it's up to you to decide where you're going to see the most value. Like Facebook and Instagram, both owned by Meta, Sarah mentioned probably have the real, most robust set of tools on the back end to use so you can really start to dial in your audience by their interests by potentially you know what jobs they've had in the past where they've gone to school so you can really start to refine an audience that might make sense to your business and the nice thing is Facebook's worldwide. So if you are a company that doesn't sell locally, you can sell globally. You can really refine that audience further. Um, when you get into, yeah, the, the specific costs, it's, there's a lot of things, I guess, that kind of go into that when, even when we're marketing, say into some of the South American countries where we see less rules and regulations on what we can do. It's considerably cheaper than some of say the European Union companies where, you know, they, they have specific requirements of us. So there's, yeah, there just is a little bit of that. And ultimately um, you have to monitor your ad buys on the back end to make sure that your budget's being allocated the way uh, the way that you want it ultimately to be. Yeah, fair enough, Charles. Um, Sarah, I, I'd like to ask you this next question because I feel like you you already touched on this. You you talked a little bit earlier about audience, and that's why one of our audience members wants to to kind of a, know a little bit more information on. They asked, um, how do you how do you start building that audience? How do you how are you as a seed company able to reach out to farmers using social media? How do you kind of locate where that audience is? Sure. As, so I think it, social media is very much the modern day word of mouth, right? So instead of going down to the down to the store, the post office, where you know, back in the day where everybody was gathering, they're now gathering on social media. So 
it's key to, if you can connect with a few individuals or other businesses that are willing to reshare and yeah, share their your content with their audience and you're generating that word of mouth essentially and that can that will help you know roll things into into a greater audience view um now you know they may take the form of partnering with with another business a uh you know a collaborator on on a uh, you know sort of a promotion or, or what have you or um, sharing events that uh, multiple businesses may be all participating in, and that's a way to way to get the word out that you are there and, and on social media. Perfect. And then uh, maybe a follow-up question that I just got from another audience member, Sarah. Sorry. How do you manage and get the right audience that you're trying to 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 attract? Like. What happens if you get, you know, some of those maybe troll members, junk followers? How how can you kind of trigger and get in those uh, right followers? Um, you know, that, that, I think that just takes time. Uh, it, it's have, about having the, the right content for what their what your ideal uh, followers or community is looking for. And you know, the trolls or the people who aren't as interested, they may come in and um, you know, make a comment or follow you for a little bit, but then leave. And you're going to have that fluctuation. But if you have your strategy, you know what your brand message is, and you are consistent with that, then you'll develop that follower group that, that you want. Yeah, you really need to be a good corporate citizen in those platforms too, right? Like we see a lot of people who are serial posters, posting once in the morning, but they're never really engaging with their target audience. And that's just such a, a huge no, no, like you've got to, you've got to get in there and get in some of those conversations. And then furthermore, if you can look at some influencer marketing, like in egg, we have guys and girls in this area that have, you know, they don't look like the Kardashians, let's say that, but they're still influencers in their industries, right? We think of influencers as, as uh, you know, the, the big brands, the big personal brands on Instagram, but we have, you know, a guy down here that farms and he's got four or 5,000 followers. So do we take extra special care of him? Um, on social media, absolutely. Do we make sure that he gets, you know, a hat or some of that good stuff? Absolutely. And we understand that, you know, when he says stuff, his audience is really paying attention to what he says and it carries a lot of weight. So when he says good things about our brand or connects with us, other people are seeing it and it, it resonates. Awesome. Thank you both. I have a couple of more audience questions. I hope you all don't mind that I'm, I'm going to start keeping going forward with these. Um, another question I got, Charles, I'm going to direct this one to you, I think, is, you know, what what's your go to strategy for building organic reach for posts? Um, and are there any algorithm changes that we might need to know about for social media in 2023? So organic reach. Um... Ever, there's no magic bullet. Like it is, it's a slow process bringing people in. Um, 
probably the big thing is to be mindful of things that have been successful in the past and start to move some of your content in that direction. Um, ultimately, you're looking for the, for engagement. So there's a reason on Facebook that after four photos, they start getting smaller and it opens up the see more button, right? Uh, we're naturally curious. So people click on that see more button, bang, we've got engagement, longer posts, you know, again, that see more button pops up, bang, as soon as they click on it, we have engagement. So ultimately, you know, we hear a lot of the same words that come up, be authentic in there, find the person that resonates in there. Sometimes that's not always the business owner, right? Some people are just incredible when you turn a camera on them and some people aren't. So finding those people that, that are good in those spaces is terrific. Stop telling me about your products every day, right? Start having fun in there. Like, I always say the thing you should be doing most when you're creating content is always self-analyzing how you engage with content because that's how other people in there are engaging with content as well. So start to see the things that you do and like doing and create stuff around that because ultimately that's where people are hanging out and that's how they're going to engage with the content as far as algorithm changes go i think we'll probably start to see a little bit more of a push into the TikTok philosophy where there'll be some more emphasis put on interests just because we've seen that platform explode and instead of putting bucket people in buckets you know based on their locales or who their friends are or what they've engaged with in the past they're going to start to um, bucket us a little bit more based on their interests our industry so we're going to see more industry specific stuff which will be ultimately a good thing for everybody that's using the platform and it should help brands get a little bit more organic exposure moving forward yeah, thank you so much. Now, I might go back and ask you both a question uh, for both of you. This is actually one of my questions, but it ties in really well to an audience question. You know, I feel like there's a lot of difficulty in trying to decide what platforms to use. We, we've already established there's TikTok, there's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. There's, there's a lot. Um, where do you see the most value for agribusinesses in terms of platforms? What, what should agribusinesses be look at looking at to use um and feel free either of you can start sarah if you'd like to start because uh charles took the last question feel free sure so i i revert back to where are your customers so start start with your current customers and then expand from there so where where is the next set of customers Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, right now, Facebook has got the majority, you know, that such a high percentage of the population uses Facebook, right? But we know by looking at the statistics that our younger users are on TikTok, for instance, and they may be on Facebook, but they're using TikTok. And so if you're thinking about the future of your business, you have to be, you know, in touch with where those future customers are not just your current customers, but your future customers, and maybe cultivate the audience relationship on both of those platforms. 
Perfect. Charles, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I, there's lots of platforms now, right? Um, each platform has its pros and cons. Um, Twitter's really become the default platform for agriculture. Uh, we, it's the new ag coffee shop, right? Like guys and girls used to go down to the coffee shop and uh, log questions back and forth. And now, you know, people are in there asking a question about specific equipment or crops or conditions. And, you know, they might have 150 responses in a couple of hours. And the nice part is, is it's often tried and true stuff. So it's somebody, somebody trying to do something over here and by asking, asking the question they actually get a lot of answers from people that have done that specific thing in the past from you know seeding rates the crops the like you name it right and there's just so much uh, a wealth of information in there um we've touched on facebook and again it's real win for people is the back-end metrics the ability to target to retarget audiences um yeah TikTok is massive is blowing up for egg right now um and we're seeing kind of exponential views on egg content as again they start to push their algorithm which again puts puts you more in buckets based on what you want so that's that's good for people that you know have a brand that you can kind of push i guess more on a global level um, because ultimately a lot of those people aren't going to be localized to your area. That's where you see the strength in the Facebook and the Instagram. And then LinkedIn's a really strong platform for us in Alberta. I think uh, we're just where we come from, there's one to two degrees of separation. In Alberta, the marketplace is a little bit more transient. So we see a lot of high-level decision makers on LinkedIn. And it's been a, a, a great platform for us out there. So yeah, platforms are really sp specific to a lot of things like location, interest, audience, uh, industry, all those good things kind of all wrapped into one. And, and ultimately, yeah, as Sarah said, it's about going where your eyeballs are. So great. No, and I, I got one other audience question, and it looks like we might have tackled most of them. And this one I feel like is actually really important to, to answer as you're looking at a strategy, which is, you know, how can you measure engagement and success on various platforms? What are some good metrics to use? Um, Charles, I might let you start with this one. And Sarah, if you had anything you'd like to add, feel free. Yeah, they've all got their back-end tools that show you impressions. Uh, think of that a little bit as brand awareness and then um, engagement. And those are people that are actually engaging with your brand. You can see, you know, click-throughs if you're running ad buys to get people to the website, how long they're on the website, um, all that good stuff. So we deem people once they've connected with the brand and moved to the website to do information form leads. And then we're going to put more content back in front of those people. So we want to stay um, back in front of them. The other thing is, like we always say, you should feel it in your business too, right? Like all of the 
the metrics digitally that they can give us are important, but you should feel it in your business, right? Like it should be a launching off point for conversations for your salespeople. Um, they should, the people that come through should be talking about your social media, right? Because ultimately those are the people that you want to engage with it. And I think a lot of people focus on cold leads in social media and we don't ever think enough about the people that have already bought and are connected to our brand and how we engage them, right? Like it's not always about finding the next person that's going to buy for your business. Well, that's important. It's about taking care of the people that are already buying from your business. Awesome. Thank you, Charles. Sarah, is there anything else you'd like to add in terms of metrics and what to know about those? Well, I, I want to uh, just kind of support what Charles said there about the customer retention. That's incredibly important. You've got to you know keep your customers happy. Um, but then the one thing I would add too is in addition to just the, the metrics, the numbers that you're able to collect from the platform, um, really be engaged in looking at, so if you're generating content or comments on your content, what's the sentiment of those comments? So what's the tone that you're, that you're getting back from uh, the folks who are commenting? Because that can also, it's one thing if you get 10 comments, but if you know, 60% of them are negative, you know, you need to, you need to look at that. Or if there's questions there uh, that can help guide you in providing additional value to those followers, to your audience, then, you know, you need, you should be incorporating that into your strategy and planning for going forward. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we're a little over time today for both of you. Um, but so I, I think we're going to wrap up with just one final question that I'd like to direct to, to both of you. You know, we, we've talked a lot about things. We've, we've talked about metrics. We've talked about building an audience, building a strategy and making sure you have a strategy when you start looking in social media and the investments you might need to make. Um, if you wanted our listeners to learn one thing about social media for their business today, what would be the biggest takeaway you'd want them to walk away with? Sarah, I'll, I'll let you start and then Charles will let you have the final word, word today. Okay. So I don't know if this goes together, but I'm going to say you really want to have a flexible plan, right? <laughs> you want to do your planning. Charles talked about having a strategy earlier. It absolutely spend the time to develop that, but don't be so locked into that, that you're not flexible and changing with the times. Social media is always evolving and you need to evolve with it. So that would be my takeaway. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Charles? Yeah, that's a good one. For me, it comes back to value, right? The value that it's going to add yesterday, today, and into the future for your business. It's not something you turn off and on right this is an investment that you're making in your business so yeah, if if you think it's important today what do you think it's going to be worth when we forecast 10 20 years out and i mean this this isn't social media isn't going away anytime soon right so even when you think about you know are you looking at selling your business 10 or 15 years from now well the next person that comes in is probably going to ask how active your social media platforms are what's your engagement rate what's your followers you know it, it really is becoming 
part of the new list that anybody is going to want to see for a brand. So yeah, it, there's tremendous value in there, but you have to make a concerted effort to invest in it and not kind of do the turn on and off. It's, it's a little bit of playing the long game with social media and not the quick fix. Yeah, thank you both so much. I feel like those are two really important things to keep in mind. It's always evolving and it's not it's it's a long game, not a quick game. That is all the time we have today, everyone. Thank you so much to everyone in our audience who sent us in a question. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time to, to ask some questions. And uh, thank you so much, Charles and Sarah, for answering those questions for us. Hopefully, you all got to take home something that you can talk about a little bit later today with your businesses or just something that you know made you think a little bit more as you think about social media and the investment behind it. Um, just so you know, if you miss any part of this webinar, a, again, a webinar uh, recording will be made available later this week at seedworld.com. So make sure you watch out for this. And if you signed up for the webinar, it should be sent to your email as well. Thank you so much again, everyone. We hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. This is Alex Martin of Seedworld signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>